Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. This week, I was hanging out with my in-laws, um, because being on maternity leave, I get super stir-crazy in my house, and so I leave and go wherever will let me visit, and they were talking about some people they knew and just new things going on in those people's lives, and they weren't necessarily bad things, they were actually good things, but they were talking about how they felt like they were super happy people, but they just didn't have joy, and like the way they said it was was not like condescending sounding or like mean it it honestly just sounded kind of like bummed out for those people like man I kind of wish they had joy um and it made me really think about what they meant by that when they said it because often I tend to throw joy and happiness into the same bucket um but so this week I dug a little bit deeper into the actual Christian definition of joy and how it's fundamentally different than happiness, which tends to be more fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of us like tend to spend our lives seeking whatever this thing is that is happiness, the fleeting thing. And we expect it to be something that like we can sustain. Yeah. But we can't. Yeah. Like joy is sustainable. And I, and we treat the, the, we tend to treat happiness like it's a destination. Like, it's somewhere oh, yeah. we can arrive at, and it will be, like, I'm just going to get to happiness. I made it. Yeah, I made it to happiness. I just need to get this promotion, or I just need to lose, lose this weight. weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell that we're both on diets? <laughs> Sorry, lifestyle changes. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> or I just need to have this next baby or, or graduate college or yeah or get a new house or so it's often so like things. it's some sort of achievement or it's like an achievement or a material thing like all of them have those things in common and those achievements and life milestones or whatever aren't bad things or like once life calms down and they I'll do they do bring some happiness like yeah. it's not that they don't like um some of them are awesome things like some of them are i mean i'm gen generally um happier when I feel skinnier I was like, like, well not even skinnier but healthier like when I'm able to chase my kids around without huffing and puffing I feel happier absolutely but I'm I'm not more joyful I think than I was 40 pounds ago like yeah um I I just am a little lighter and then like I can <laughs> breathe better yeah and then it does it does come with its own joy yeah or happiness the fleeting thing. It's funny because, like, honestly, and I'm just going to keep up the weight loss analogy because I feel like it's been, like, probably the most, like, mongering thing that's just, like, followed me my whole chubby life. <laughs> but, um, honestly, I'm, I've been the fattest I have ever been, like, while married, like, having these couple kids. And I think that I've been more joyful during that time than I have been in other portions of my life where I was definitely, like, thinner. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to joy, so, like, 
like when Andrew and I met, I was probably the thinnest I ever was, and I didn't even know. Like I thought, like I was, I I didn't even think I was thin. But like, not that it matters. But now that I'm, like, married and have three children, like I do find myself to be way more joyful. Like there's just so many reasons to be joyful in my life, and and I do associate like. Like, not the happiness, like, oh, I'm happy in the moment kind of fleeting thing, but, like, truly, like, joyful. It, it comes with, like, how holy I am in the time. Like, for instance, like, I have lost, like, 40 pounds recently. And my prayer life is not as great as it was, like, when I had just had Amelia 40 pounds ago. And I was probably a little bit more joyful then than I am right now. And, like, I do think that it does add up like it works out that like because I'm not like like we had just done that advent retreat and you yeah know, like when you do things like that you are you're full you of, just come off of you're one full of joy because like you like kind of re you've reminded yourself like the power of God and how much he loves you and how loved you are and like that is joy man like, that's that's where our joy comes from like yeah. that's where it's supposed to come from and that's what we are supposed to be chasing is like that's what we secretly all are chasing even though we I think we think that we misplace the fact that we'll, oh, we'll find happiness or we'll find joy in this other thing. But, right. Um, but the Advent retreat or just like having a family. And I mean, I was a pretty consistent, like, mass attendee before we had kids. Yeah. Um, and even before we got married. But especially now, I feel like having a family and like watching Charlotte in mass or like just oh like gosh, having. Yeah the family in mass and like the family like or if we pray together or sometimes like whatever it, it is brings something that's not joy but yeah sometimes it brings a lot of frustration but um but I think it's it has like it's like filled my cup in a very different way um than a lot of other things Julia walked up to communion like when we were going up to communion and she like walked up with her hands like in the prayer position for the first time like, she uses the, her hands like that, like, a lot. Like, she'll see me praying or, like, yeah. she'll see people, like, when we're kneeling. But she's never, uh, like, I don't know. She's never walked up like that before. And I don't know who she saw because she was in front of me. But, like, I was just like, that is so sweet. Like, it gave me a lot of joy. Like, I was just like, oh, my goodness, that is so sweet. Like, watching my kids fall in love with Jesus has been, like, very sweet and wonderful. Absolutely. Or watching them just, like... I guess, like, ask questions, too. Like, yeah. Charlotte asks a bunch of questions whenever we're in Mass a lot of the times. Or, like, if we, there's, like, like, they had a, uh, one of the statues, like, in our church is uh, the child Jesus. Yeah. And he has his own, like, little nook where, the, like, the little candles are that you can light. Mm -hmm. And right now he's not in his nook. <laughs> and he was hanging out on the altar because he's been moved because they're, like, renovating his nook. Gotcha. Um, but she was super interested and she, she's like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. And like, she's just, and she'll talk to you about it and like loudly. Um, so she really talked to the whole church about it. But I love watching her ask questions and like, it's just a very like childlike. Yeah. Joy. It's so weird to watch them. Like, like Cecilia is the same age as Amanda's daughter. My second daughter is the same age as Amanda's daughter. And they're probably around the same phase. Like, Chechi's also... I call her Chechi. She's also, like, um, asking questions and stuff. And then Julia, like, she's, like, learning facts and kind of just, like, telling me now. Like, she's just like, Jesus died on the cross for me. And and he rose again. 
And like, like it's just really like, it's fun to watch like the development of how faith like happens in a kid because I've never yeah. seen it before. Yeah. Like, or maybe I did with my brother, but barely. Like, I, I wasn't paying attention. I yeah. was too self-absorbed. But like now, I'm just like, this is so cool because like the 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 joy that a child has with their love for the Lord is so different because like they're not chasing happiness. Like, not in that sense. They're yeah, just no. being. They're just existing. They're trying to be kids. And, like, like the joy that they have is just so, like, it's. I feel like it's more sustainable. Yeah. I feel like the moments like that, especially, like, when you're, like, at Mass, too, are so much. You can appreciate them so much more because sometimes, like, it, Mass does not feel super joyful. Like, it's not a super happy experience when you're sitting there sometimes. We had a really good weekend this past weekend, and it was awesome. And it was the first time I left Mass not feeling, like, super drained and tired in a while. Yeah, ours wasn't too bad either. Um, but, like, those moments and then having those moments at home are just, like, they're rewarding for you as a parent, I yeah. think. I think, um, like, Thomas Aquinas was saying that, like, um, that, like, Virtuous people tend to be more joyful. Um, so, like, doing good and, like, having, like, good virtues, like, do promote, like, the sustainable type of joy in your life. Because, like, there is, there's perfect happiness and then there's, like, imperfect happiness. And um, perfect happiness is called beatitude like in talking about St. Thomas Aquinas and then the imperfect happiness is called felicitas and um, the perfect happiness isn't achievable like on earth perfect happiness is like being face to face with God like it's what we will receive in heaven like that will be perfect happiness but um, imperfect happiness like we can have varying degrees of that on earth and like the people who are the most like joyful the like have the highest degree of imperfect happiness tend to be people who are seeking to get to the level of face to face with Jesus like as close as you can get so like the saints like the stories you read about the saints like the ones who are just like truly happy while like suffering terribly like truly joyful is because they were close so close to God that like but their happiness wasn't circumstantial yeah and, like, I'm reading right now on Hallow, they're doing, like, a book challenge, and it's the story of a soul um, by St. Therese of Lisieux. And, like, she's so joyful through her suffering. Like, she wants to suffer. She asks for suffering, like, because she's so in love with, with Jesus. Like, she wants to die. Like, not in a, like, like I want to die sad like, way, but, like, yeah. I'm so looking forward to death to be with the Lord. Like, but I will do whatever he wants here until then. And like, just that perspective, like I can't imagine having it. Honestly, like I want to so much, like I think my brain can compute the whole, um, heavenly perspective. That's what I like to call it. Like heavenly perspective. Yeah. But like, but my, my, like my heart tends to pull away from it. Like, I'll think about it a lot. Like, I contemplate, like, heaven and, and what I need to be doing. But then, like, you know, my kid will make me mad. Or I'll finally get a moment of peace and I'll choose to watch TV instead of pray. Like, 
in those times, like, I'm definitely not having the heavenly perspective. I feel like the more joyful you are, the more your perspective is able to turn towards heaven. Amanda's baby is uh, in the room, and... No, no, he's he's just talking to us. I don't know if anybody can hear you, because you're too far away from the <laughs> They heard the laugh. I he's just making, He's not chasing happiness. He's happy. But, yeah, so, um, I just feel like, like, the more I am in, like, communion with the Lord, like, having just gone to confession, maybe, or, or a retreat, or adoration, or, like, any of these things that God gives us, like, all of these gifts that God gives us, the sacraments in general, like, that they do provide a sense of joy for a reason. Like, there is a reason that, like, if you've been away for a long time, you go to confession, you come back, you receive communion, like, you feel something. Yeah. Like, there's a reason for that. And it's because, like, like true joy is found in God. Like, St. Saint Saint Augustine says, like, our hearts are restless until we rest in God. Yeah. I think that was him. And, like, I always think about that. Like, why I feel, like, restless. Why I feel like I'm ever going to be, like in a perfect state like and, and i'm not yeah until I'm, that's the hard truth yeah and i feel like the more i can like wrap my head around that the better it is yeah i think i think finding peace in that fact is like part of like getting to the like the true joy is just being like you know what it's not going to be perfect here and kind of a sense of acceptance about it yeah instead of like not that we shouldn't constantly try to like i mean like make it better but like i guess some things aren't just aren't going to be made better while we're here um, what you're saying made me think about, I heard like a, a homily recently about the fruits of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and talking about like, you know, the whole, you'll know if a tree is good or bad by the fruit it bears. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't remember the song that like teaches you the fruits of the Holy Spirit and like some people listening, I don't know, we, we learned a song at some point and I it's believe gone. you. But um, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the song, like, fires them off at you, too. Yeah. Um, I did not teach my confirmation kids that song. I wonder if it's a song that we learned or if it's a song that my grandmother taught me. Because it may have been my grandmother because she loved memory tricks. Ah. And she also grew up Protestant. And I feel like the um, the person giving the sermon was also a former Protestant. So it might have been a Protestant thing. Ah. Um, but... Joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I think that people who honestly, like, have joy at their core probably also are, like, better at exhibiting the other things, too. I think the more you practice the other fruits of the Holy Spirit or, like, grow in those things, the easier it is to feel joyful. Yeah, that that's a good segue. Um, because you're right about, like, the fruits. Like, self-control, I feel like, is one of those things that, you wouldn't think that brought you joy, like, yeah. but it really can. And in the catechism, actually, it says um, that either man governs his passion and finds peace, or he lets himself be dominated by them and becomes unhappy. So, like, being able to govern your passions, like, is a sense of freedom, and freedom, like, does come with happiness. Like, um, I mean, maybe you like to drink. But, like, there's a difference between, like, enjoying a drink and that, like, giving you a bit of, like, fleeting happiness. Because that's what that is. But, like, and then being governed by the need to drink. Like, like someone who might be an alcoholic. Yeah. 
like and developing the self-control like like an alcoholic who admits they're an alcoholic and gets help and and doesn't drink anymore like that's where they find freedom that's where they find happiness i mean you can ask anyone who's done that like that's where the freedom is yeah it's not in being governed by these fleeting happinesses so like that's it's pretty cool yeah self-control is always the one i feel like i gotta work on oh my goodness (laughs) thank you and patience. Patience is the other one. <laughs> I've always heard that, like, if you pray for patience, God will give you, like, reasons to be patient, not patience. Like, he'll give you, like, time to practice patience. Yep. So it's like, never pray for patience, because God will give you reasons to try. I feel like I'm I'm particularly impatient about waiting on God to help me with it. <laughs> like, I'll, I think for, like, probably the first three years that Fred and I were dating, like, or together, um, every, like, New Year's, my resolution would be, like, to grow in patience, and uh, he was like, wasn't that it last year? I have not seen any improvement, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, well, I'm still working on it, and I keep praying, but it's not shown up yet. Praying for patience? Yes. That's because you have to practice patience in the, uh... yeah, I'm not good at the practice part. What did you say? <laughs> I'm not good at the practice part. She keeps leaning over to put a pacifier in her son's mouth and mm. starts talking, but I don't know if it's picking up on the mic, so I'm making her repeat herself. Um, yeah. Patience. I, I feel like there's got to be joy in being patient. Like, being, like, not, for instance... Um, when I have to take joy to gymnastics, like I am joyful, like generally about getting out of the house. Like I'm not crazy, like upset about being late because a lot of times we're just going to like a friend's house or like my mom's house or somewhere that it doesn't really matter for late, but like for like mass or like joyous gymnastics, I'm just like, I get me and like impatient and there is no joy there. Like, I become a different person because I'm so, like, intense about being on time. I feel like the, uh, that's where, like, a heavenly perspective would be really nice. Because, like, if we're five minutes late to gymnastics, doesn't matter. Is salvation on the line? Yeah. Well, if we're five minutes late to church. I guarantee you salvation is still not on the line. <laughs> even for, even no, for church. It's, it's more, it's selfish the reason that I'm upset though, because it's not like I'm upset that I'm not five, like I don't get five more minutes with my Lord. Like I'm upset because I have that to walk people have in to watch you. You have to walk past people. people. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like yep. when we were in college and it'd be like, oh, if we're going to be five minutes late to this class, we just won't go at all. Like, cause we wouldn't want to walk in like past people. Yeah. I hate to tell you, but I don't think the pacifier is working. Yeah, he keeps on spitting it out. Um, but yeah, the heavenly perspective, William. <laughs> the heavenly perspective, <laughs> I think, like, is is where joy comes from, and I think it all like we have to surrender ourselves to God and trust Him, because that's what makes your quote-unquote happiness like not fleeting that's what gives you true joy is like actually trusting in god to always be with you yeah like in in the catechism it also says um in paragraph 1723 that true happiness is not found in riches or well-being in human fame or power or any human achievement
achievement, or indeed in any creature, but in God alone, the source of every good and of all love. In other words, temporal happiness is not enough to satisfy us. We long for the joy of the Lord. Recognizing that God is our creator and that we rely totally on him is a source of wisdom and freedom, of joy and confidence. So, I mean, it's right there. Like, as Catholics, this is what we believe about happiness, is what we believe about joy. And um, I guess if you're struggling, like, and this is, like, the middle of, I don't know when this episode will be released. I guess it'll be June. But May right now, we're in May. And it's, like, Mental Health Awareness Month. And I'm not saying that, like, prayer will fix all of your mental health stuff. It won't. Like, you can seek, like, therapy or, like, sometimes you need medicine. But, like, prayer will not hurt. And it will help some things. And also, um, just, like, having the perspective that, like, happiness isn't a place. It's not a destination. And that, like, you will find eternal joy one day if you if you just want it enough to, like, listen to God and, like, do his will and say sorry when you don't. Like, and the closest you can get to that here is, is by doing his will and yep. <laughs> saying sorry when you don't. So, like, that's the way to go. So, um, I guess it's a good place to end it. Yep. Since William's all mad. No, now he's just. No, he's, now he's cool. Yeah, now he's just chilling out. He burped see the world. fairly close to the microphone, though, so I'm going to listen to that after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will be praying for you and that you live a joyful, happy week. And share that joy with others and your family. Yeah. Um, keep seeking peace.